Hello everyone, I'm Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before I start talking about my guests, just a quick reminder to thumbs up this video if you enjoy it, and make sure to subscribe and turn on the notification bell. That way you don't miss any super cool interviews or episodes. I got a really cool guest joining me for this interview. She is Molly Rennick, the lead vocalist and a songwriter for Living Dead Girl. Living Dead Girl just released a new EP entitled Not That Innocent today on Friday, February 24th. And this EP is really awesome. It includes five covers that have a Living Dead Girl spin on them. I highly encourage everyone to check out Not That Innocent. Also, Living Dead Girl will be going on tour with Marlene Mendoza starting on March 15th in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. If you can, make sure to come out and support Living Dead Girl. In this interview, we discuss the new EP, Not That Innocent, the upcoming tour with Marlene Mendoza, and so much more. So let's dive into this interview. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. I got a really great guest joining me at this time. She's a lead vocalist and songwriter for Living Dead Girl. Please welcome Molly Rennick. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, it's very nice to meet you. I've been following Living Dead Girl for about a year. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band uh, To Breathe Again out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, I, uh, I'm friends with them, and they, they made a post about Living Dead Girl, so I was like, I'm going to check this out, and uh, I'm really digging what you guys have been doing. Thank you. So before I know we got uh, a lot to discuss with the yeah, the new EP plus the upcoming tour. Before we get to all of that, a fun question to kick this interview off. What is one album and one movie you recommend everyone check out in their lifetime? Um, hmm. I wasn't expecting to be asked this. <laughs> one album, my current favorite album I cannot stop listening to is Love Sucks by Avril Lavigne. I've been listening to it like multiple times a day. It's becoming an addiction. It's a problem, but it's incredible. Every song on it's amazing. Uh, and movie, everyone checks out. All I watch is Disney movies, really, because I don't have the attention span for live action. So I'm going to say Little Mermaid because that's my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Two really great answer answers. I, I don't try to throw my guests for a loop, but sometimes I do try to throw my guests for a loop, depending on the question I'm asking. But uh, two really great answers. Uh, so no no more out of left field answer, uh, questions like that. But uh, I appreciate you answering. So um, now, obviously, you got the new EP, Not That Innocent, uh, coming out very soon. It's available for pre-order right now. How was it like, because this is a cover EP, so how was it uh, recording the EP? Was it a different experience uh, compared to the last album? It was really different in a sense that I didn't have to write anything other than we had to change the structures of some of the songs, not 
not every single part completely translated over to a like metal song. So there were some parts where we had to like get creative, like, okay, how can we change this? Or like even just deciding what parts should be a clean vocal, what parts should be a scream. Cause we're really taking someone else's work and like reworking it. It's not like coming up with our own thing from scratch. So it was, it actually took no time at all. We did the whole thing in like three or four days um which was pretty cool because i'm used to like how much time it's like you're trying to tweak the lyrics and stuff but we literally just went out of the studio just like banged it out like that it was really fun it was kind of cool though because recording songs that i was already familiar with i wasn't like normally when i'm recording my original music i'm kind of trying to learn it as i'm recording it like i have just written it two minutes ago now i'm recording it but with these like it like like the songs like skater boy and come clean stuff i've been singing along to them since i was like five years old so to record them now like I didn't need to look at the lyrics. I already like knew what I was doing. So it was very easy, which was fun. That, that's good to hear that you know, the process is very easy. Now, how did you determine like which songs you wanted to cover? Were these already ones you were kind of thinking of? Or how did you come to uh, pick those songs? I was trying to do a collection that made sense together, but were also ones that were like sentimental for me personally. So I was trying to think of like, what were my favorite songs in like the early 2000s? Like, what do I remember rocking out to the most? Like my mom told me the story about how like when I was like three years old, I was obsessed with Get the Party Started by Pink. I called it the birthday song for some reason, but apparently I was always singing that song in the living room. I've been obsessed with Avril Lavigne since I was a kid. So Skater Boy was just obvious. Come Clean by Hilary Duff, probably my favorite song for like a decade. So that was obvious. Um, Fighter by Christina Aguilera. I was like, this is just such like a badass, like this, such a badass anthem. Like this song is a staple if we're talking about like early 2000s, like female icons, like that's an obvious choice. And then Oops, I Did It Again. I was like, this song is just so huge and so iconic. Everyone loves it. I just kind of picked like what I felt like all went together and complemented each other. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a really great collection uh, of songs. Now, have you performed any of these live or just, um, are these just recorded for the studio? They were just recorded for the studio. We haven't performed any of them live yet, but we will be at the album release party playing the EP start to finish. Oh, nice. Very nice. <laughs> and um, how was like, were you, obviously you said you're, you're making these more like metal uh, versions of it, you know, change up the parts for it. Was it hard to put like a living dead girl spin on these songs? It was a little challenging at first because you're like changing like the tuning of things and you're trying to put a guitar riff where there originally was no guitar at all. Taking things that were originally electronic and trying to figure out how to add instruments to it was a bit challenging, but we kind of just have like a recipe for Living Dead Girl music at this point. Like we're like, okay, if you put anything in drop A and like make like make the riff like a certain style and and if I'm screaming in it at all, like it's like bam, Living Dead Girl song. Like we kind of have a formula at this point. <laughs> no, it is really cool. And you guys do have that uh, unique sound uh, to you guys. So I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the EP uh, and uh, hearing kind of, you know, obviously I'm familiar with the original. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, your guys' version of the songs. Thank you. So, and also some really cool news for you guys. Uh, you have a new tour starting on uh, March 15th. Uh, you're going on tour with uh, Marlene Mendoza. So for 2023, like what can people expect from a Living Dead Girl show? Uh, we are changing up our set list finally because all of last year we pretty much played the entire set list like the same way every time um, with very like little changing. But now that we have the EP and we also have a future single that's not released yet, but we've been starting to play it live. Um, we now have more flexibility with 
with our set list because we only have one album out. Obviously, you're like your repertoire is pretty small. You can only play songs from that one album. But now having a couple covers to like sprinkle throughout the set list and having that one unreleased single that we've been playing live, like we're able to change it up a little bit. Um, and we are starting to add a couple different like visuals. Um, I just started playing around with adding like a projector video that's synced up. So I actually did all the video editing myself and I'm syncing it up to our songs. So like the visuals change with the music. So we're going to start experimenting with that. It might not work at every single venue, but we're going to try and see how it works. Um, changing up our stage costumes, kind of changing up the look and the aesthetic because we're kind of saying like now we've entered the not that innocent era. We're out of the exorcism era. So we're kind of changing up like our theme and our like outfits a little bit. Um, so it's going to be different than last year for sure. It's, uh, it sounds really awesome. You got a really great tour, uh, of course, starting on March 15th. Now, uh, have you performed with Marlene Mendoza before? We haven't. No, I did meet her. She came to a Living Dead Girl show in Cincinnati last august so i have met her in person we've been chatting a long time about doing a tour together so i'm really excited to finally get to do a tour with her because we've been talking about it for a while but it finally worked out <laughs> no that's really awesome i you know i haven't had a chance to do live but from the music i've listened to um she she sounds really cool and uh some really great music so i'm glad uh, you have the opportunity to tour with her yeah, I've never gotten to see her live yet myself, so I'm excited to be able to watch her set every single night. Yeah, you got a whole tour uh, to uh, to watch her set. That's really awesome. Obviously, you're touring with uh, Marlene Mendoza. Now, is there any bands that uh, you want to tour with that uh, you haven't yet? We have a list. <laughs> I have I have a literal like Google Docs list <laughs> of bands that we would love to play with. Um, we want to tour with Dark Divine, A Light Divided, um, Spider Insider, Not Enough Space, Deadlands. Those are just the ones off the top of my head, bands that we're like, we've kind of started reaching out like, hey, who wants to play shows? And kind of just, it's just, everyone has their own schedule. So just trying to like line up when everyone can do the same thing. is just the hard part of it. Oh, definitely. All of those bands are you know very extremely busy. I've actually, I've had the opportunity to uh, meet and interview uh, Light Divided, really awesome people. I believe that, that was already like a year and a half ago at this point. So I, I, I want to see them again. They always deliver uh, a really great show. Yeah, I've never seen them live, but I've been listening to them a lot. They came up as like a suggestion for me on Spotify or something and just like went down the rabbit hole and listened to all their music in one day. <laughs> no, yeah, they're they're really awesome. I do I mean, I would love to see that show. Living Dead going to light divided. So I do hope uh that happens at some point. If someone I'll can send make this interview happen. to them after. Tell them, see, people want it. People want us to tour together. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's recorded, so it's it's official and legit. Now, uh, how do you, like, as you said, you're, you're changing up uh, the set list, you're changing up like, um, uh, the stage presence as well. Like, uh, how do you prepare for a tour? Because it's a little bit of a lengthy tour. I think it's a few weeks, if, uh, I believe. I think it's like two weeks long. Uh, the day before we leave, we always rent this like rehearsal space near my house, and we literally just have like an eight-hour long band practice. Like, we will play the entire set back like over and over until by the end of it the last like run through we are all sitting on the floor like i'm just sitting on the floor in like my pajamas with like the microphone just like falling asleep like we'll just keep running the set over and over until we can't anymore and we always have constructive criticism for each other like okay during this part i want you to do this during this part we're both gonna do this like we just kind of have like a like band meeting slash practice all at once where we all just sit there and pick apart absolutely everything and we just do like one super long day because we don't all live in the same place so we can't like jam regularly. Like we have our like band FaceTime meetings and we all just practice on our own. But when we actually like bring it all together, like it's just like, go, go, go. What can we, how much can we get done in one day? 
<laughs> no, I, no, I got you. And uh, I know, obviously, with living in different areas, it is it's hard to get together. So it, it almost sounds, you know, uh, obviously, you guys are very well prepared for tour, but it almost sounds like, you know, like uh, studying for finals in like school where you cram it all in one day. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. I always just say that if we're all practicing to the same click track at home on our own time, then there's no reason when we bring it all together, we can't be super tight. Like, we've even had other bands approach us before, like, after a show and be like oh my god you guys are so tight how long have you been playing together and we've like burst out laughing we're like that guy's brand new that guy's brand new uh we practiced this set twice like because <laughs> if you all practice to the exact same click track then there's no reason it shouldn't be tight oh exactly and it doesn't you know i know a lot of people think of you know band practice as you know having to be in the same room but if you are practicing your parts to the click track you know uh regularly then you shouldn't have an issue playing as a band then yeah, like I know like Johnny and Jordan will have their own like little FaceTimes like without the rest of us where they just practice guitar and bass together and we make it work. No, exactly. I mean, that's all really that's all really bands are just make it make it work and make sure you know what your parts are. Yeah. <laughs> so I've I've only actually uh, asked this question uh, one time in an interview with uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Steph with an F from uh, City of the Week. Uh, so uh, I brought this back, uh, this question back because you are going on tour. Uh, outside of you and your instrument, what are three things that you always take on tour? Um, I always bring. Oh, I thought it was right beside me, but it's not. Okay, well, I always bring my Doctor Vox. It's like this like funny shaped water bottle that you like you vocalize into, and it like massages your vocal cords. I will not go on tour without that. Um, my throat coat, tea bags. Every single restaurant we go into, I just ask for a cup of boiled water and just bring my own tea bags which makes me feel like such an old lady because that's such like an old person thing to do. But I always have my special throat coat tea. And uh, third thing, I always bring like pillows, blankets and everything because I've gotten really good. I have this talent of I can fall asleep anywhere. I have slept on the floor in green rooms. I've slept like in on the floor in the hallway in places. Anytime you have a minute to get rest, you got to take it. So I've always just got like my little mermaid comforter in the van and I'm just like, ready to find somewhere to nap <laughs> that sounds really awesome very you know um very tour, tour focused items that obviously you know help with your uh with your throat but also falling asleep anywhere i wish i i, I struggle to fall asleep in most places so i i'm glad you uh you don't have any issues with that well, i practiced it in high school so much i would fall asleep sitting up at my desk like completely sitting up like i wouldn't even fall forward or anything like a teacher would come just like snap in my face and like like i would just sit like this and just pass right out so now that's a great skill to have because I can do it on tour too. <laughs> and you see, I, I, uh, things you learn in high school come in very handy. Yeah, like how to sleep sitting up. That's what I. That's the only thing I got out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I only fell asleep like I think like once in class, and it was like I was very sick uh, that day, and um, like I didn't even realize I fell asleep until the teacher woke me up, <laughs> and I was like so out of it. Like he was asking me questions, I just couldn't even speak because I, I don't know i was just so out of it he's like you're okay and i was like yeah i think so just give me give me a minute i think i'll be all right oh, so, man, by uh, the end, like grade 12 i was falling asleep like every single day because i was already working full-time i was already in a band and practicing my band i already had like my goals my things i wanted to do so by the time i would get to like school i was like i don't give a shit about any of this i was like i just want to play music work and make money i was like whatever dumb math thing you're teaching me that i know i'm never going to use i'm just going to take a nap instead you tell me you've never used trig uh, trigonometry outside of high school no <laughs> and how many people used to say well you're not always going to have a calculator in your purse now we've got smartphones so 
No, I, I definitely agree with that. There was one, it was like my seventh grade teacher didn't like us using calculators because like she said the same thing. It's like, well, you're never always going to have a calculator on you. And I was like, well, this is dumb. How am I supposed to add all this up without a calculator? It's going to take me forever. So I would just use a calculator and act like I did, act like I wrote it out. But getting getting back, so obviously uh, we talked about you know, the new EP, you got the new tour uh, starting soon as well. Now, from, from my research, please correct me if this is wrong, uh, Living Dead Girl is uh, in the, an independent band not signed to a record label. Is that correct? Correct. So now for 2023, like what are like the advantages and challenges of being an independent band in 2023? The advantages are I have less people I'm splitting profits with and less people with creative direction. Like when I go to make something, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. Like even like to come up with the covers EP, like I just decided I was going to do it and I did it. I did not need a single person's approval. I didn't need anyone to tell me oh, why that's a bad idea or why yeah, I should do something else instead. So I really like that. I don't really have to like respond to anyone. I mean, we do have a manager who gives us input and advice on things, but like, I don't have, you know, like I don't have to have a board meeting of people deciding what I do for me. So that is definitely one advantage. Um, and it also means that I own all of my own music, which is a very helpful thing to have as an artist. Cause I wrote it also, I should own it. <laughs> um, but the disadvantages for sure are um, a lot of labels when they are like putting it together a tour, they're just sticking within their own rosters. Um, like you'll see a tour lineup of like two or three or four bands and they are all on the same label. So when it comes to touring opportunities, like we, we're trying to like get to the point where we can open for these big band stuff, but they're, they'll be like, Oh, like we're, we're just sticking with our own bands. So not being on a label has that disadvantage. And also like, the the funding part of it would be really nice <laughs> instead of paying for absolutely everything out of my own pocket and my own credit card and my own debt um it would be nice to have someone else who's like okay well we're gonna do a tour an album and a marketing campaign like this is our budget and have someone else deal with that part besides me but they kind of they kind of like there's pros and cons like there's it's a like it's a two-sided thing like it's it's fine with me for now but the goal one day is we would like to be on a label if we find the right deal that works for us. No, I, I totally understand that. And I know uh, I, I very much understand that because you know, obviously everything I do, I'm, I'm independent as well. And sometimes it gets tiring and frustrating when uh, you got to pay for everything, you know, just yeah. everything out of your pockets. Like I, I want to do this, but you know, it's going to cost us amount of money and all that stuff. So, I mean, I like the freedom, like, as you said, uh, but I, I, I feel about having to pay for everything. <laughs> That's honestly the hardest part. Like there's so many ideas I have that I'm like, my life would be so much easier if I was just born a millionaire. <laughs> like exactly. there's all the music videos and things like, like cool visions I have in my head. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably in a hundred thousand dollar music video. We can't do that. Oh no. I, I feel there's like, I even like just for the smaller stuff that like I want to film to like add to my show. And it's like, that would be awesome. But like, how am I supposed to do this? You know, without paying a ton of money. Uh, so now I, I definitely understand. That's like the, that's my biggest challenge. Obviously, that's the biggest challenge is pretty much everything. It'd be nice to have like unlimited money, you know, millionaire kind of money, but uh, no, we're not always that lucky with that. No, it's like I've got endless creative ideas. That part's the easy part. It's how do I do them? That's not the easy part. Exactly. And make that and make it work. And like uh, my stuff is like, okay, this is cool, but I can like my budget only allows me like to do it, but then it's gonna be less cool. So it's like, what's yeah. the, like, what's the point of doing it if I can't? uh make it uh cool in my vision yeah sometimes like it's like if i'm gonna have to settle i'd rather just not do it exactly that's that's exactly how i feel with stuff mm -hmm. now i am trying to get better i finally put up a backdrop for it's not just my basement i actually <laughs> made it try to look make it look a little bit more presentable but uh but yeah that's 
that's like the, the biggest challenge. And I know that's like the biggest challenge for like every, every band not signed to a label, but then like, if you are signed to a label, like, you know, sometimes you don't even own your own music or, you know, you have to like split like a bunch of money with them or more of like most of the money with them. So there, there's definitely a lot of pros and cons to just being a band in general now. Yeah. You have to like really be smart about it. I feel like, cause you can accidentally get yourself into like you might sign something that sounds great but like you really need to have like lawyers read over everything you need to like decide like do I really want this like we've been offered deals before that we've turned down just because like we were like this isn't a good fit we had one label like four or five years ago at this point that like like really wanted to sign me and they were like oh but we want you to do like we just want you to scream no singing just screaming like they wanted me to do like death metal and I was like I turned it down I was like I can't do that I, I could, but I won't be happy doing it. Like I, our music was originally that level of heavy and I did not have fun performing it at all. So I kind of like started going more into like the like more radio friendly metal and now I have a blast performing it. So I'm really glad I didn't sign over my music to someone who was going to change the genre. No, exactly. And just like with art, you have to be happy doing it. You have to be like, you know, uh, satisfied that this is the art that you want to put out and not someone else's vision. Uh, yeah. for your art yeah it's like if i'm not having fun no one else will have fun the audience can only have as much fun as i'm having if i look miserable they're gonna they're gonna have a bad time too <laughs> no exactly and it, it's so hard to fake it um to do stuff like that you might be able to do it for a little bit but the people can tell when it when it's fake yeah i know that many bands like i were in like uh i know like chevelle was in a lawsuit recently with their with their record label because like they didn't get paid for like 10 years for like their for what they did so i know there's definitely a lot of uh issues with uh, record labels but if you do find a good deal that fits you and you know you don't compromise your art for it it's definitely worth uh exploring yeah it's just one of those things like everything else there's good ones there's bad ones you just gotta make your decision wisely <laughs> Oh, exactly. And that, that's like everything in life. <laughs> I know, uh, like recently, like I, I'm really, uh, I really try to read over stuff and there's been instances in the past where, um, I didn't do the due diligence I was supposed to. So definitely like I've definitely this year, like last year, I'm really trying to focus on make sure I'm reading everything correctly. And there's like no, you know, very fine print at the end or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I do got, uh, another question similar to the first one. Uh, I'm just, I'll tell you that ahead of time. Uh, but I know you've done uh, so much as a musician and as a model. Is there anything in life that you want to try that you haven't yet? Um, I really want to get into acting a bit more. It was something I loved as a teenager, but never loved the same way I love music. So it kind of just got put on the back burner. Like I used to constantly be going to auditions. Like I've auditioned for like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon. Like I was doing like all that kind of stuff when I was a teenager. Um, and now I've actually had a few opportunities come up. People are actually starting to reach out to me like, hey, we're making a movie. We need a per like a girl in it with black hair and tattoos and stuff. Like I'm starting to have a few more people. I think just because I've started establishing Living Dead Girl enough that they don't even seem to care if I can act or not. They're not even asking if I can act. They're just like, we want you in it. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of proved I can act with music videos. I've had to do some like kind of crazy stuff like in videos, but I'm starting to have more and more people like reaching out like, hey, we're making a film project and we just want you to be a part of it. So um, if I get the right kind of like opportunity, like if it doesn't conflict with touring schedule and stuff, obviously, if I get the chance to like be in a horror movie or something like I would definitely love to take that. Well, that, that'd be really awesome. And, you know, I, obviously you have, a, you have a, a unique look to yourself and a unique uh, look, uh, obviously, on the stage and with your music as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So I definitely hope uh, you do get that opportunity because that would be really awesome. Yeah, like that, like the thought of it excites me. It's just like I was even offered one. I think it was a TV show. Um, it was like last 
April, but it was while I was on tour. So like, it just like conflicted with the schedule. So it's not like I can say, Hey, can you move your production for me? They're just going to pick someone else, obviously. No, he's exactly kind of like what we were talking about with the, the record labels and music and stuff. You know, it, obviously it's got to be, you know, a uh, schedule permitting, but also, uh, you know, doesn't conflict with your touring or your music or anything like that. So I do hope you do get that opportunity though. Thank you. I, I do too. It would be fun. <laughs> As I'm kind of wrapping up this, this interview. So, what are like the plans for Living Good, Dead Girl? Uh, obviously, you have the the Tory of the new EP. What is the rest of twenty twenty three looking like? We have another single that we are actually filming a music video for. It. I feel like we're really overdue to do a music video because we had the alive um, alive Poltergeist and Exorcism ones all drop in twenty twenty one. Then twenty twenty two, we kind of just did the tour music video for Escape and just like a little visualizer for Fighter. So it was kind of more of a tour focused year than like a music video focused year so this year we actually do have like a big production probably like the biggest production value of any sh video we've done we're filming soon so i'm really excited about that with a new single um so there's gonna be a bit of new music this year i'm not gonna say like another full-length album but you know some more music coming out this year along with visuals and we are hoping to get back in the studio to start this the second full full-length album this fall after we're done touring for the year Right on. Sounds like you've got some really great things in the works. I definitely, I do hope I get to see Living Dead Girl live, hopefully at some point. Because uh, I, I, from obviously from what I've heard and what I've seen, uh, you guys always deliver a really great show. Thank you. So last thing uh, before we wrap this up, uh, for anyone who's not familiar with Living Dead Girl, if you had to pick one song to show them, which one would it be? I would choose Exorcism because I feel like that song is such the, the most such the that made no sense the way i wore that i'm trying to think it is the perfect mixture of the two sounds of living dead girl the heaviness and the melodic kind of poppier catchy hook stuff so like if you mix the two together exorcism is like the embodiment of our sound so and it's also like a really experimental song with the kind of like cheerleader style vocals and stuff like even when i was recording it i was like are people even gonna like this i don't care i like it <laughs> but it's gotten a really good response it's a lot of people's favorite song um, but that one I think is just the most living dead girl sounding song of all of our songs. That was actually the, the first song, uh, I listened by living, listened to by living dead girl, uh, was exorcism. That's what got me, uh, into your music. So I, I think that, that was going to be my pick, uh, uh, for that question. So, um, yeah, I've been, plus the music video just looked amazing. I really, yeah. that it, it looked really cool. And I bet it looked like a, a very fun to film as well. Yeah, wearing white contacts for eight hours, not being able to see anything was quite an experience. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, it, I, I've, uh, I've talked to other people who've had to wear those contacts and stuff. And um, yeah, it's definitely an experience. It's a good way of putting it. <laughs> it was actually a little terrifying. Like, it was worth it to get the video, but feeling like I was blind for eight hours, like people would wave in front of my face up and I just saw black. It was freaking me out. Like, being able to have your eyes open but seeing nothing was just, like, tripping me out. <laughs> No, I, I believe it, especially, um, you know, it's a, it's a very hard thing to adjust to anyway. So trying to do that uh, for a music video and uh, yeah, that sounds a little bit uh, terrifying and unpleasant at times. It was, it was worth it for the outcome though. I'm glad I just powered through, even though it sucked at the moment. <laughs> so it's all about uh, all the sac sacrifices are worth it before the art. Exactly. You got to just think of your outcome and just power through. Exactly, exactly. So uh, if, if anyone's interested, uh, where are the best places to find Living Dead Girl online? Uh, we've got an official website, livingdeadgirl.ca. Uh, we've also got Instagram, Living Dead Girl Official, and Facebook, Living Dead Girl Band. 
We also have Twitter, but I never use it because I forget it exists. But if you feel like following us there, I think it's LDG Band Official. And on Facebook, we have a little subscriber hub. It's like five bucks a month and you can join. And then you get to see like we'll post like our tour dates and our new releases and we'll post everything in there before it's even public. We'll show behind the scenes stuff. We do, we'll do like, like live streams on the tours. So you get to see more Living Dead Girl creation process and behind the scenes stuff in our subscriber hub than anywhere else. Right on. I will drop some links uh, for all things Living Dead Girl in the description of this podcast as well. Molly, it was really awesome to chat with you. Thank you so much for stopping by Super Cool Radio. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course, for Molly Rednick of Living Dead Girl, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.